0: Hello, and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin.
1: Good evening, this is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, training, and development. If there's anything I would like to avoid its taxes. I have spoken for the last five years on developing businesses with a smart strategy to make you financially secure. And my personal opinion is if we don't have control of our taxes, we don't have control of our financial future. Today, I have a special guest, Mr. Tom Gibson, a certified public accountant, In his expertise is in a variety of areas of tax planning, but in particular, tonight's topic is a cost segregation study. And I'm going to turn this over to the expert. Tom, I can't tell you, thank you enough for taking the time from your busy schedule to speak to our listeners who are mostly dentists, physicians, but really this applies to pretty much anybody who's in business uh, to control their tax and their tax planning. As far as your background, give us a few uh, minutes, Tom, about your background and how you got started in this particular area.
2: Absolutely. And a pleasure to be with you and your listeners this evening. My name is Tom Gibson, as you heard. I have been in accounting about 34 years at this point. I have been licensed uh, as a CPA in Tennessee since 1991, and I also have a license here in Florida, where the corporate offices for our company tax-saving professionals are located. Out of those 30-plus years, I spent about 15 of those years in public accounting, tax and audit firms, and then, uh, like a lot of folks do, I moved over to corporate accounting and held CFO and vice president of finance level positions uh, with a couple of different companies. I always loved tax planning, though, Uh, whether it was on the corporate side or in public accounting. I think one of the reasons that uh, I enjoy tax planning so much, if you're doing it right, you get to give people good news most of the time. And um, what we're going to talk about tonight, cost segregation. This time of year, everyone is beginning to think about the taxes. It's uh, late in the year. We've got exactly uh, 28 days left in the decade. And the later we wait in the year, the more limited the opportunities become. Cost segregation is something, uh, actually, that is an adjustment. That can be made to the tax return. Um, If your building is owned personally in an LLC, you have until April the 15th to get that adjustment made. So this is something that can make a huge difference and isn't quite as time sensitive uh, as some of the other strategies that we use with our clients.
1: As far as listeners, I just would like to give you a brief story. As many of you know, I had uh, 15 dental practices that I sold to a managed service organization, which is a polite term for venture capital. But prior to doing that, uh, because of these variety of different dental offices throughout the state of Massachusetts, someone spoke to me about a cost segregation study And Tom, when I tell you I think I'm a pretty decent business person, I was completely and totally unaware of the value of this cost segregation. Without putting real numbers to it, I can just simply tell you for me personally, it saved me hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. And I quite honestly never had heard the term and knew nothing about it. For our listeners who might be similar to myself, just very naive and just not aware of what exactly does a cost segregation study do?
2: Well, cost segregation is basically accelerating the depreciation on an existing building that you've owned for a while, or it can also apply to a new building purchase. Maybe some of your listeners got into a a new facility in 2019, but I'm sitting, uh, cost segregation rests on a pretty simple premise. The depreciable life for a commercial building is 39 years. Now, I'm sitting this evening in in my office in a commercial building in Vero Beach. Looking around my office, there are lots of of different components that make this building up. Of course, there's carpeting, there's cabinetry. Up on the roof, there are big HVAC units. There's a parking lot outside the building uh, where folks can park their cars. None of the items that I named actually have a depreciable life of 39 years. They're five-year property, seven-year property, 10-year property, 15-year property. A cost segregation study is basically coming in, bringing in a team of engineers, and they rebuild that building in an architectural and a um, uh, an engineering sense. They split it into its component parts, and then they assign, assign the, the appropriate depreciable life to those different classes of assets. So now instead of, we'll just use $390,000 to keep the math easy for me, we've got a building that's $390,000. Under the normal methodology, you get to deduct $10,000 a year for 39 years and you'd fully depreciate your building. By splitting the building up and classifying those assets where appropriate to those shorter lives, we're going to front load the depreciation on the building. Uh, and and uh, that that's going to uh, create a much larger depreciation deduction uh, in the early years. As a result of that, uh, it's going to decrease the income from the rental property, and it's going to lower the taxable income of the owner's personal tax return. And you know, we have uh, our client base; <clears throat> probably 60% of our clients are healthcare professionals, physicians, and dentists. Um, and the normal setup that most of them have, they'll have their practice, and then they'll own their building in a separate LLC, which for asset protection purposes certainly makes a lot of sense. Uh, but also uh, for tax planning purposes, it, it makes a great deal of sense. Real estate normally is is a passive activity. By definition, it's a passive activity. Most of your listeners, like most of my clients, are probably getting tagged by the passive activity loss rules uh, on rental properties that they may own. Uh, And so they may may have a huge loss, but because of the passive activity loss rules, that loss can be limited uh, in the current year. There's an exception, though, for that arrangement that I just described. The business owner has his main business, he's holding... Uh, Is building in a separate entity that's considered to be a self-rental, and whatever losses that we generate will actually be deductible and can actually be used to offset active income uh, from the practice. So it, it's a great tool. There are a couple of ways that our clients have utilized cost segregation. First, there's what I call the catch-up cost segregation study. So a client has had a building eight years, um, they've taken a certain amount of depreciation up to that point. Uh, The engineers come in, they do the cost segregation study, they separate and and categorize that building based on its component parts, again associating uh, the appropriate depreciable life with those different classes of assets. And so let's say that up up until this point they had taken two hundred thousand dollars of depreciation on their building. Had they been using this method from day one, this new regimen uh, that involves the shorter asset lives, let's say that their accumulated depreciation at this point in time would have been $450,000. In that scenario, they're able to take an adjustment in a single year to catch them up uh, to where they should be on the depreciation. So in effect, in this little example, they'd be able to take a $250,000 adjustment in the current year uh, and and get themselves caught up to where they should be on the depreciation on the building. I have uh, some clients in Orlando, three internal medicine doctors. We did a cost segregation study for them uh, about four years ago. The catch-up adjustment on their building, which was a very nice building, uh, was about $800,000. Cumulatively, that deduction saved those gentlemen about $320,000 off the taxes for that year. And, you know, the cost of having the study done is literally pennies on the dollar in comparison with the tax savings. You know, a, a typical cost segregation study will run $6,500, $7, $7,500 dollars. Well, if you can knock uh, $80,000, $100,000 off your taxes by simply making an accounting adjustment, it's certainly well worth the money. And that's the nice thing uh, about the group that we work with and partner with on these studies. They will actually do a preliminary study at no cost to the client. Um, they will give you a range that they think that depreciation adjustment is going to fall into and uh then you can compare that with the fee and make sure that it makes sense financially to do that so that's kind of the first scenario, the catch up and that's the one that that we see a lot because uh as you said a a lot of uh a lot of business owners have never heard of cost segregation, and so this is something completely new for them. The second scenario would be when a client purchases a new building, so this they just bought the building. Um, And in that case, we still recommend doing a cost segregation study for a couple of reasons. One, even though we're just in the first year uh, of the depreciable life of the building, uh, if we do a cost segregation study, and again, do the same thing, we're splitting that building up into its component parts, assigning the appropriate life, we're going to get started out on the right foot in terms of our depreciation effect, and it it has the same impact over time. I mean, ultimately, a cost segregation study is a timing difference. We're front-loading the depreciation. We're not going to get any more depreciation than we would under the 39-year method, but we're going to get it sooner, Um, and I'll explain why that's important in a moment. But with a new building, doing the cost-sig study on the front end, it's going to bump that depreciation expense up for the first 10 to 15 years of the life of the building. Now, there are legitimately parts of the building that are true blue 39-year property and, and should be classified that way. But typically, we see... Somewhere between 40 to 60 percent of the cost of the building typically can be classified to those shorter depreciation lives.
1: Well, I'm going to just tell you, Tom, for our listeners who are maybe inexperienced in this area, in your opinion, for the average business, physician, dentist, how long does it actually take these engineers to perform a cost study? And what do they actually need? So if I became your client and Mm -hmm. I said, I'd like to proceed with either the catch up or my new building, just take us through the steps. Is it done in a couple of hours? Is it done over a couple of months? Uh, What is the actual, what do I have to provide these engineers besides
2: blueprints? No, that's a great question. Uh, typically, this all begins with myself or one of the other tax professionals at our firm getting a peek at a client's depreciation schedule. And we have some clients to their CPAs credits that come in the door and, and they have done cost segregation. And, and so uh, that's kind of off the table. But if I see a building uh, that is, you know, uh uh, anything north of about a half million dollars in terms of the cost of the building we're going to we're going to take a pass at cost segregation um so it begins with the depreciation schedule and in a cost segregation study the more information that you have the better. Most folks, they, they will definitely want to see the closing statement for the building. A set of blueprints would be absolutely great. They're not absolutely essential, but they certainly would be helpful. If the building was constructed, uh, in other words, you built the building from the ground up, being able to have access to those construction, progress buildings, the invoices, all of that information would certainly go a long way, but let's say, you know, the building is uh is 20 years old you bought it 8 years ago and and you don't have any access to your invoices and things like that in that case they use the building codes to do a lot of the cost segregation work uh, because they know what kind of plumbing should be behind those walls based on what the building code is for that area, they know what type of electrical service should be behind those walls, and so that that helps them go a long way uh, toward the cost segregation. Now they do send out a representative to come and actually do a site visit. That normally takes one to two days. Uh, they're very unobtrusive. They're not going to interfere, you know, with the normal course of business. But they would be there taking pictures, doing videos, and then they'll incorporate that into their findings. As far as the, the time frame for doing one of these, um, uh, we will do that preliminary study. That normally takes uh, about uh, a week to 10 days to get the preliminary numbers back. And they'll give a high, low, and a median um, uh, range that they think uh, the deduction is going to fall within. Typically, that median number, uh, based on uh, experience, I've, I think I've had more clients who've utilized CostSeg than than the other tax pros here at the firm. That median number is going to be awfully close to the uh, to the actual results of the study, or at least that's the experience uh, I've had thus far. Um, At that point, uh, the the fees for the study are discussed, and the client decides whether or not they want to proceed. If they do choose to proceed, normally it's, uh, depending on how backed up the engineering firm is, normally it's it's about a month uh, to six weeks, and they'll have the final report ready and it is it's a very voluminous report you will have the most uh, you'll go from having one line on a depreciation schedule this is building uh, to having uh, literally page after page after page of assets broken down and I mentioned a moment ago there's not just that initial benefit regarding the depreciation there's something else that comes into play here uh... the reason that a, a number of the component parts of the building have shorter depreciable lives five years seven years and so on is because those items tend to wear out around that time frame so uh... here in florida uh... not today we had a cool day uh... in florida today and by cool i mean in the fifties uh... <laughs> we depend an awful lot on uh, the hvac units and those are typically would be a seven-year piece of property Well, the problem with that one line for building on your depreciation schedule is that everything is bundled up in that one line. And so we're four years into uh, the life of the building, and the HVAC units uh, give up the ghost, and they have to be replaced. There's no way your CPA can go back and break out those HVAC units right off the remaining balance. Um, and, and accurately know, you know what the adjustment should be, which obviously would be, a, you know, result in a, a reduction of your income. When you have that type of detailed schedule that comes from doing a cost segregation study, uh, it's very simple for the CPA to make sure we've got it off the books. If we needed to take any type of a deduction on the uh, retirement of the asset, we were able to do that and and then put the new asset on with the appropriate depreciable lot. So the cost study, there's an initial benefit, but it really is the gift that keeps on giving for years and years.
1: Well, Tom, I can only tell you this that although I think I understand the cost segregation study, you made it much simpler for me. I can just tell you for our listeners, there doesn't appear to be any downside for you to share this information with uh, Mr. Gibson and his firm, or if you prefer doing it with your own uh, certified public accountant. But the key is, is for our listeners, I honestly tell you in my heart of hearts, look into the cost segregation. You're not getting anything for nothing. Just as Tom mentioned, you're front-loading it. You're taking advantage of the depreciations, which are legal and ethical. Uh, There is absolutely no reason to be depreciating carpet, wallpaper, paint, and other items in your office. Tom, as we come to a close, is there a way for people to reach out? Is there a website, a telephone number? Is there something that uh, our listeners can go to to get more information or reach out and possibly use your expertise and uh, your experience?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and this is not a, uh, a commercial, but, but cost segregation is a part of what we do with our clients. We, we have uh, a number of strategies uh, that we utilize with our business clients. Uh, to Typically, we can reduce the tax bill between 30 to 50%. Um, but let me give you first our website, and uh, it's tax-saving, singular, tax-saving-pros, plural, tax-saving-pros.com. And also there's a special number uh, for the listeners of, of this podcast. Um, when you dial in on this number, they'll know that, that you have uh, listened to this podcast and they'll route you appropriately. You and I will we'll gather some information. Uh, you and I will have a, uh, about an hour call and go over the results of, of what we think we can save you on your taxes. And that number is 772-571-4603. I'll say that one more time, 772-571-4603. And we would love to talk to you. As I said, uh, we're getting late in the year, but there's still a, a great deal, in addition to cost segregation, that can be done to make a real dent in your taxes for 2019.
1: Tom, I can't thank you enough. I appreciate your knowledge and your expertise, and thanks for educating our listeners. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You've been listening to Ascent Dental solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, training, and development for our healthcare professionals, and really for any business for that matter. Um, Mr. Gibson, with his experience and knowledge, reach out to him. Let him help you like we've been helped in our business by using the cost segregation study to save us taxes that are deserving to us and also will make your life a lot more easy and a lot more profitable. Mr. Gibson, thanks so much. And thanks, our listeners. I'm looking forward to talking to you in the near future. Appreciate everybody, and I look forward to hearing from you in the near future.
2: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it.